that's a growler. Hey, 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 this is John. And Letty. And we're back with another episode of Popcorn and Pickles. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to be discussing DreamWorks Animation's release of The Boss Baby. Today's also very special for a couple of reasons. This is our first animated feature that we will be reviewing. And also the first time that we have three special guests with us here today. Our first guest is Alexander. And why don't you tell us what you love about the movies? Uh, hey, thanks for having me. Uh, the one thing about movies that I really like is mostly the background music. It's got a certain ring to it that sets the tone in the movie, and it really just gives me a better picture of the movie. I agree. I totally agree. I think the, the score really sets the tone for everything that's going on in the movie. Our second guest is Benjamin. Benjamin. Hello. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. So, Benjamin, tell us what your favorite thing is that you love about going to the movies. Probably my favorite thing about movies is, like, I mean, I've grown up with watching movies, and it's pretty much nostalgic to me. And then same thing with Alexander, the music, and then just overall the entertainment. Entertainment value. I totally agree. Thank you. And our third guest is Xavier. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. And my favorite thing about movies is everything. Everything. That's an awesome thing. I love everything, too. All righty. Well, we're going to jump right in. Again, this is The Boss Baby. This is a DreamWorks animation and their first animated film that will be coming out this year in 2017. They have another one, which I believe uh, also is now out, which is Captain Underpants. Oh, is that theirs, too? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that was DreamWorks. Now... I know we're going to end up talking about expectations, so let me go ahead and kind of take the charge here. I remember going to see what I believe, I do believe, was the very first feature-length animated film released by DreamWorks Animation, Shrek. And I have vivid memories of getting a contact lens stuck at the top of my eye and not being able to get it out. So I had to go see the movie twice because I was in the theater, but I spent most of the time in the bathroom. But anyway... As I was watching it today, I kind of chuckled to myself because when I was in film school, I wanted to be like those that founded DreamWorks. And DreamWorks is officially called uh, DreamWorks SKG, Spielberg, Katzenberg, and David Geffen. And these are you know Hollywood moguls. And so now I think it's kind of funny because while I do enjoy DreamWorks movies and I did enjoy some of the Shrek movies, their movies – lack that oomph, that certain thing that makes Disney so classic. And really, the best DreamWorks can do is make fun of it. And so that's okay. I love the jokes in, in Shrek and all the, all the fun that they poke at, uh, at Disney. But I do think it's funny because really, who, who remembers Shark Tale? How memorable was that one and uh, Will Smith uh, and Jack Black? So oh, they're definitely not pumping out any classics. I was actually really excited to watch this movie. I saw the preview a couple times, and this was one that I was really looking forward to. I guess as a mom and a person who still has little babies, I was 
excited about that aspect of the movie to see what humor they would bring to babies in general and a talking baby. You can never go wrong. Who could really forget? Look who's talking and just the humor that really brought um, at that point in time back in the 80s. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to jump in and maybe we can hit IMDb real fast and see. I'm going to guess mm, 89, maybe. I'm going to go with 89. That's my guess. But uh, Look Who's Talking, which featured the voice of uh, Bruce Willis as the little baby Mikey, uh, starring John Travolta. It was kind of a resurgence of John Travolta's career uh, and Kirstie Alley. So I, I saw it a few times. What year did it come out? 89. Boom! <laughs> Boom. Who's got the photographic? Who needs IMDb? Just call me. <laughs> All right. Alexander, did you have any expectations for this movie? Were you excited about seeing it? What were what were your thoughts before going into it? Uh, I wasn't really excited about it. I was more of thinking this movie's not going to be good. It's, it's going to be a total failure. And it didn't turn out like that at all. Okay. Well, before we jump into that, Benjamin, what were your thoughts beforehand? The exact same thing as Alexander. I thought it was going to be stupid. They were going to go bankrupt because they didn't get enough money. <laughs> but they still have more movies, so I think they're good from bankruptcy. Yeah, well, they probably won't go bankrupt from this movie. But <laughs> um, Xavier, what about you? Were you excited about seeing this movie? Uh, I was kind of. My expectations were going to be it would be hilarious and entertaining. So we got all over the map here. We had from complete failure to hilarious and entertaining. So, One of the things that I wanted to throw in is anybody who's a fan of Alec Baldwin, I'm sure is going to love this movie he has a very crude crass way of delivery and and it it just works perfectly with with the baby in this movie and and there are you know funny i brought up uh, walt disney earlier but there are shades of who framed roger rabbit here if you remember baby herman yes you remember that character and so we we see some shades of that but uh if you're a fan of Alec Baldwin, if you liked him on 30 Rock, that's a show that never really resonated with me. I've never been a huge fan of his, but uh, I love him as Trump. I think he's hilarious on Saturday Night Live. So if, if people that like him, I, I think would really enjoy this film. So I just was throwing that out from the top. Which I'm sure we'll get into at the, uh, at the end as well. But jumping right into the story and plot. So the basic premise, obviously everyone knows there is a baby. So we start off with Timothy. He's the kid in this movie and who turns into a very unwilling older brother as a new baby arrives into his family, which he's definitely not excited about and brings a lot of change, which anyone uh, knows who is a big brother or who has kids when, when a new baby comes. And this, the humor that they bring in, into all that is pretty funny as you watch this new baby arrive into the house and you see all the changes, especially seeing it through Timothy's eyes. He's very imaginative in his day-to-day life. One of the things I want to say about the boss baby in the beginning is what we see is babies being divided. And uh, we see a baby factory. We see babies being divided on conveyor belts. And we see some going to families and some going to management. And so when we meet the boss baby, we meet him as he is in this baby factory and he is going in the direction of management. Going back to Timothy, this baby, the boss baby, arrives in his home and he thinks something is up. Uh, Obviously, as you can tell from the previews, he discovers that something is wrong. And come to find out, instead of having opposing goals, the Timothy and boss baby end up joining forces in the end to achieve 
what they both want or what they think they both want at the time. And as the movie progresses, we see that what they want will ultimately, of course, change into something else. But that's kind of the basic premise of, of this movie is watching the relationship between Timothy and the boss baby progress. So, Benjamin, tell me, could you relate it all to the, uh, the character of Timothy? I can sometimes relate to it because me and my little brother don't get along very well. Not very well at all. But sometimes we can get along pretty well, but that's like maybe like a day out or two out of a month. Boss Baby is actually played by Alec Baldwin. And a lot of people thought that when the movie was announced, he was chosen to play the voice of Boss Baby because of his impressions of Donald Trump. And they thought that the movie was supposed to be kind of a humorous play at Donald Trump becoming president. But in actuality, the first concept of the movie was several years before Trump even announced his presidency. So it, the director said it was just a happy coincidence that Alec Baldwin ended up voicing Boss Baby, and he also does the impressions of President Trump. So it was just kind of a coincidence. We have Jimmy Kimmel, who is playing the dad in here. And other big actors is Tommy McGuire, who plays Tim as the dad, as he's in his dad voice as later on. Alexander, did you recognize any of the voices as you heard them in the film as you were listening? The only voice that I really recognized was Tobey Maguire's voice. I only recognized that due to watching the Spider-Man trilogy way back when. But with him, it wasn't that hard to figure it out. I actually did not recognize him at all until somebody said it later. I was like, oh, yeah, that was him. But I didn't pick up on it right away. So that's pretty good. We're going to talk about the visuals and the audio. Xavier, was there anything visually that really stood out to you in this film? Uh, no. No, not really. <laughs> okay. The honest answer there. Uh, Benjamin, how about you? I think the visuals were pretty good for an animation movie. I thought it was really, really good. And the DreamWorks has improved over the years. And then their explosion in the beginning, that was pretty good. One of the things I noticed about the visuals was that there was a contrast from the 3D animation to a 2D black and red period. If uh, you remember in the movie when, when they're acting like ninjas and, uh, and they revisited that in the end during the credits. So I thought that was pretty cool. Alexander, did you have anything to add as far as the visuals? Anything you noticed? Anything stood out to you? No, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> okay, let's talk about audio then, Alexander, since that's your strong suit. Did you notice anything about the music or anything else audio-wise that struck your ears in a pleasant way? With the music, it didn't really catch my ear, unlike other DreamWorks movies like the How to Train Your Dragon series. Yeah, I totally agree. But with the music in this movie, it didn't really catch my ear. It didn't seem as good. I thought that it was kind of a neutral. You didn't notice it. It didn't do anything for you one way or the other. And the big downside I feel that DreamWorks has as far as animation compared to Disney is that they do not put really any singing characters into their movies. I mean, you kind of saw a few in like the Shrek series, but that's not their strong suit is having big musical scores in their movies. So they play more into the humor side of things versus the musical side of things. So quick question, who wrote the music? Steve Mazzaro and Hans Zimmer. No way. Okay, I don't know who Steve Mazzaro is, but Hans Zimmer wrote the, the music for that. I don't even remember anything about the score. And usually on movies like Christopher Nolan movies, Inception, 
the Batman trilogy, the Lion King. These are majestic, huge, huge, majestic scores. And I don't remember a thing about the music. Uh, I, I think I remember the use of some, some maybe 80s and 70s pop music, but that's really all I remember. Yeah, and not to say that the music in this movie was bad. It just wasn't memorable. It's not something you're going to walk out of the film humming the song or anything. But now that we brought it up, maybe you will. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to our likes and dislikes about this film. I know one thing that really stood out for me that I loved was the Gandalf alarm clock that Tim had <laughs> by his bed, who I don't think he really in real life said the things that he said, but because of Tim's imagination, he like imagined all these conversations that he had with Gandalf, which just cracked me up. Those were awesome. Now, did, do you know if Ian McClellan, did he actually do the voice for that? Oh. Okay. So, okay. So we have established that it was not Ian McClellan. Okay. Well, he did a pretty good job. I mean... I bought him as Gandalf being an alarm clock. I think one of my favorite lines came when they were trying to dress the boss baby in a uh, in a nautical sailor outfit. And he screams, no, no, no nautical. And I just started laughing hysterically. And, and of course, you know, both boys end up in sailor outfits taking pictures. What I really liked is when Boss Baby just threw money out to that kid. To Tim, you mean? Uh, yeah, and he throws money at almost everyone. That's true. He does throw a lot of money. And then at the very end of the movie, he's like, oh, I'm out of my petty cash. He finally runs out of money. Now, being a stay-at-home dad, I have to say that I kind of have my fingers crossed that I end up getting uh, the Boss Baby if we ever have another kid. And I only say that because... That dude had a lot of cash on him. And if the parents had actually paid attention, they would have noticed that he was an adult. And I would have no problem having a cool baby like that. Okay, so the boss baby had this um, role model. He was called like the big boss baby or something. So he did this mission and he got promoted to this office. This corner office, which is like supposedly the best office. But then this formula that the management babies drink that make them young, it wasn't working on him. So they had to throw him out and then someone else replaced him. And then um, it was actually a huge twist. I mean, I thought that was pretty good. It had a real good twist. I was not expecting that at all. One of the things that I find incredibly interesting I know we're talking about likes and dislikes, and I liked it. I mean, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. And, and I can't wait to see it again because given the situation that I was in, I was corralling children <laughs> during this movie uh, at times, so there was a lot that I missed. But I found it incredibly interesting that here we have a movie coming from what some will call liberal Hollywood that was really about, hey, people – Stop investing so much time in things like jobs and animals and other things and start having more kids. So it was a very interesting big-budget Hollywood summer blockbuster movie to have that kind of message coming from what so many refer to as you know liberal Hollywood. Well, and I don't know that it was really to have more kids, but to maybe love the babies more. <laughs> they didn't really get into numbers. It was more of a, a love issue. 
parts that I really liked were the references to certain movies like Indiana Jones and Mary Poppins. <laughs> yes, there were definitely a lot of movie references to other famous movies. There was Mary Poppins. There were some Indiana Jones references, uh, scenes that they did there. There was another reference, Mrs. Dotfire. And then when this guy, I forgot his name, um, he dressed up as like this bait old babysitter and i just thought of that reference now <laughs> yeah i don't know if it was supposed to be a direct reference to mrs doubtfire but it definitely seemed like it was i don't know that there was anything that anyone ended up disliking about this movie it actually uh, turned out to be a, a really funny and enjoyable film for for pretty much everybody we're going to go ahead and rate this film so this is on a scale of one to ten Based on entertainment value, how much were you entertained on a scale of uh, 1 to 10? Xavier? Um, I would say it would be an 8. Okay. And uh, Benjamin, what would you rate this film? What would you give it? I'd probably say an 8 or 8.5. Okay. I've seen better DreamWorks movies, but... I'm going to have to go with what Xavier said. I'm going to rate it an 8. Okay, so we're looking at solid 8 so far. John, what would you say in this film? It was interesting because, I'm going to be honest, as our guests were talking, I was actually thinking about an eight, and now that all three of them have said eight, it gave me pause, and it's allowed me to think a little bit about it, but I just have to be straightforward with this. I mean, is I was entertained, tickled pink, laughing to tears during the parts that I saw, so I have to give it a 10. It was a wonderful experience for me. I enjoyed the theater experience. I enjoyed the, what I saw of the movie. I enjoyed connecting to my kids when I wasn't watching the movie. And so it was 10 for me. Uh, I would say this is a 9. I'm definitely excited to watch this film a second time and pick up on lots of things that I didn't pick up on the first time. It was extremely entertaining. And despite the fact that there was no musical score that I went away singing at the end... I think it was running on all the cylinders. It was funny. It was emotional, especially as an adult. And for anyone who's had kids, this movie just hits on so many truths um, <laughs> as being a parent or if a big sibling with having a baby in your life. It reminded me a lot of the movie Storks. Because that movie I also felt like was hilarious for anyone who has a baby or is about to have a baby. Just a lot of the adult humor as far as uh, having a baby around the house. And so it was just really, really funny, I thought. So if you like have an Instagram account and follow the DreamWorks animations, I was actually looking at their posts recently. And they actually have announced Boss Baby 2. And I can't wait to see that because I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Yes, I agree. So were you guys surprised how much you like this film coming out of it based on your low expectations going into it? Except for you, Xavier, obviously you were excited to see it. But for you, Benjamin, were you surprised? Oh, I was very surprised. I was surprised with how much comedy they had in the movie. I thought it was going to be something more slapstick than anything else. Okay, so that brings us to recommendations. We usually always talk about, when we wrap up the film, who this film would be good for. Xavier, who would you recommend this film to? Uh, anyone who enjoys comedy. Okay, anyone who enjoys comedy. I would say this is, for sure, a family feature, even though it's animated. Little kids are going to like it. Our little kids liked it. Teens will like it. What do you think, Benjamin? I would recommend it to 
maybe mothers and single people. Why single people? I don't know. So it's good for everyone. Moms, single people, <laughs> teenagers, kids. <laughs> Alexander. I mainly recommend this movie to anyone that's an older sibling to like a little brother or a little sister. So anyone who has siblings and has experience with that, would you recommend it to your friends? Probably not. Probably not. And why is that? They are more into violence and horror. <laughs> like something like Alien Covenant or Deadpool. Maybe Split. <laughs> okay. Well, if you like animation, you're going to like this film. Again, if you like comedy, you're going to like this film. If you're a fan of Alex Baldwin or Tobey Maguire or Jimmy Kimmel, you also will enjoy this film. One thing I would like to throw in at the end is uh, just some of the trailers that we saw. The one trailer I wanted to touch on is Despicable Me 3, which I'm really excited about coming out uh, in the next few months. And I know that our four-year-old is also super excited about watching Despicable Me. So hopefully that'll be on the radar uh, in the next month or so. And with that being said, I think this just about wraps it up for this podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'd especially like to thank our special guest, Alexander. Thanks so much for being here tonight. You're welcome. And Benjamin, it's always great to have you. I appreciate your input. Well, thank you. And Xavier, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us as well. Thanks. And thanks to you guys for listening to our podcast, uh, Popcorn and Pickles. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook, Popcorn and Pickles. You can also find us on Growler Media. We are part of the Growler Media Network, so you can find us there. We're excited to be part of that network. You should also check out some of the other podcasts that they have. I also always have to say that tonight my energy was brought to you by Monster and Slim Jims. And with that, we'll see you guys next time. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.